What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Current Times. I am your friendly boat host, the Juggernaut, and let's jump right in, shall we? All right, once again, you know, schedules, crazy schedules, crazy life, ups and downs of being, and the rigors of being an adult. Um, so I just had some time this morning to do, drop a quick recording based on the news that was dropped recently, movie news. Um, I was over the past couple of days, I was able to see The Flash and also Transformers Beast or Rise of the Beast. And I'm going to give my quick review on both movies. And then I'll talk about some new developments that dropped. We have, I think we finally have the casting for Superman and Lose Lane for the upcoming James Gunn movie. So that I'm going to talk about that as well. All right, let's just begin with the basic one, um, The Flash. So I saw The Flash last week and I must say, it's uh, it was a surprisingly entertaining film. I'm not going to lie um, because I did find it to be really funny, more funny than I expected. Um, it was the performance was actually pretty good. The nice, we got some cameos from characters from the DCU and then characters without, which I want to talk, talk on later. Um, and I mean, I mean, look, his antics aside, as a human being, he's some despicable things and probably should be tried or whatever for whatever cases he allegedly did, blah blah blah. But as a performer, as an actor, actor in the role, uh, I, can't, I, I liked him as Barry Allen. I thought playing two versions of himself, a more an older version and a younger, more naive and probably excitable version, I think it worked well. I think his younger version was understandably annoying. Is what you expect, you know. Um, I thought that was really good. It was nice to see him. That the, the flash of the current DCU played the straight man. He was the more serious, mature one because he's, he has now seen someone that is way more immature than him. Because he's significantly younger. Uh, the action was actually pretty good for the most part because a lot of it harkens back to Man of Steel with old days. Um, it was nice to see a lot of those things. Uh, I, I did ha- I, overall, I had fun with the movie. The comedy was really what impressed me. That was pretty funny without being too corny. Um, it did have that Ansman and Ansman Consumania level kind of corniness to it. Then I have my biggest issue with the movie the VFX and the CGI. Now, I don't care what Andy Muschietti says, and kudos to him for directing a good movie, though. I'm not going to lie about that. But this movie has bad VFX. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. Now, he claims that some of it is intentional, right? Especially the scene in the Chronobo. Now, I could allow that. The scene in the Chronobo where they are showing multiple versions of each person that, you know, Bayerian meets. I could allow that. But one thing I can't allow is, number one, the scene with the showing the different supermen across the different universes when the worlds are colliding. That was poor CGI. There's no way you can convince me. You could have easily used stock footage for some of the um, late actors and even use, and according to what I read, I think they said they, um, they used Nicolas Cage. Um, he came on set, which I don't know how they swapped him off a CGI body double that looked like a play, PlayStation 3 game. Then, oh my God, you have the horrendous baby saving scene in the beginning of the movie. That I just don't get it. Why, uh, if you can't do slow mo that way, and to you know showcase a, a, a baby's in VFX, then just do something more creative. Hell, Macari's depiction of speed was incredible in, in Eternals. You had um, uh, Quicksilver from the X Men movies. Like, why not just do something more, uh, you know, less um, outrageous, you know? Because I, those two scenes really bugged me a lot. And normally, I can forgive VFX, of course, in a movie, depending on how good the movie is. But this actually drew me out a lot of times. And then, of course, 
the face swap on both edges on both um barrier lens you could tell at times when the there was the real person and the standing behind them that had the cgi um, body double or body, cgi face swap on them a lot of times it was obvious and that bug bugged me it was nice to see Zordon and Fiora return although they were mostly just used for canon for that to, to drive the plot which is understandable because you know it, it's a rehash of a plot um but all, all that said and done i had actually had a good time with the film the vfx and cgi was really bad i mean for 2023 it was really really bad and the whole idea of uh, international bad cg vfx makes no sense because if you've watched chip and deal rescue rangers there's a scene where they go to the uncanny valley quote unquote and they literally meet you know um characters made with bad vfx and that was intentionally bad because you could tell the, the some of the characters their eyes were you know blank dead eyed they, they had very plastic faces. It was obvious that was bad. But this was really, like, this was almost Polar Express bad. And that's, that's saying a lot. And I really don't know why they had to rush the VFX and whatever on it. But all that said and done, I don't I don't hate the movie. I think it was a good movie. It's, not, it's probably a movie I could rewatch. And I think probably because I watched it in IMAX, that's where I was able to notice the flaws more considerably. But all in all, I thought it was a good movie. I'll give it a 6 out of 10, to be honest. Now, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Now, this is a movie that had very mixed um, kind of anticipation going in. Number one, um, from Transformers 3 to 5, that's uh, Dark of the Moon, uh, Age of Extinction, uh, I think The Last Night, especially The Last Night, I hated that movie so much. I lost interest in Transformers films. I thought they, were, they had fallen off farther from part one and things like that. But I was really surprised, like really pleasantly surprised with Bumblebee. I thought that was a fantastic film. Travis Knight killed it with that movie. Really, really entertaining film. It took it back to the heart and soul of what a Transformers movie or Transformers project should be about. You know, it's yeah, it's action, but then at the bottom of it, it's about like a, a, a little boy, a little girl, and their toy. And I love that about the movie. So when I heard about Rise of the Beast and hearing that it was a follow-up, a sequel to Bumblebee, I was like, okay, there's probably hope here. But hearing that Travis Knight didn't return to direct it also kind of bothered me a little bit. So I finally saw the movie, and this is all I have to say. Um, it's what you expect. He has a little bit of the behemness, but he also has a little bit of the bumblebee. It's narratively hollow as expected. Story was barely there, man. You know, it, it wasn't. I, I couldn't resonate with it that much. The highlights of the movies, though, um, Anthony, Anthony Ramos and um, Dominic Fishback were really good as the human characters in the movie. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, Mirage was surprisingly entertaining, and I know he's voiced by Pete Davidson, and that really impressed. I I really liked Mirage's performance. I thought it wasn't too much. It was obviously the Bumblebee-ish role of the movie, but I thought it was just adequate enough to be entertaining. Of course, the action was really good. I really liked the fact that the action was more in line with Bumblebee, where you can actually see the people who's punching who, and it's not just a cacophony of metallic orgy that is going on between two. Um, size, you don't know who's the Autobot or who's the Decepticon or who's the good or the bad guy. So, I really like that about the movie. But all that said and done, um, I had a really good time. It's a movie I could easily rewatch. Yeah, the third act falls, falls to the typical issue of uh, beam in the sky, the beam, a beam in the sky, the melodramatic scene of, of trying to impress people, um, of trying to motivate the, the main character. But all in all, I still had a good time. Um, to, to double back, um, same thing with the Flash. The, the, the final act was a bit problematic. So that was very, very messy. But you know, same thing with this. Um, it's very hard to, to, to nail it if third act, and it's very important because a lot of times it saves or breaks a movie. 
but this was a very fantastic film and I was really really entertained by it to be honest I'm going to give this a 6.5 and I'm going to rate it just a bit higher than The Flash because unlike The Flash with VFX problems the VFX on The Transformers was fucking slick it was amazing it was really nice oh my god The Transformations felt every time it transformed it actually felt tangible that was one thing the Michael Bay movies lacked over time they got too slick you could still feel like we had like the and then the 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 rivets, the gears turning. That was really good. All in all, it was really really entertaining film. Uh, so those are my two, those are my two takes on those two movies. Then moving on, um, I just want to wrap up. I'll wrap up this one. I don't really have much time left. We have um, no just James Gunn directing a Superman movie called Superman Legacy coming out in 2025, which is going to kickstart the new kind of DC universe. Uh, of course, the Flash, the Flash. The DC is effectively dead now. We don't know about Blue Beetle yet. Where's gonna where's gonna land in either? We don't know if it's gonna carry over to the new DC movies or gonna stay in the DCU. But we seem to have our first a casting for Superman and Lewis Lane. Now Superman is played by an unknown actor, which I think is actually a pretty good thing because it reminds me of Brandon Ralph from Superman Returns. Right, I still think he did a good role. He did a good job playing Superman in that movie. The movie itself doesn't do him justice. Though the movie was just very dull. Uh, Brian Singer really missed with that one, but um, the name of this actor is called David Sweat, and I'm not gonna lie, I have never heard about him before. Um, I, I heard he's been in some movies, a small um, projects here and there, but I think that's a good choice. And my goodness, he has the chain of Superman. He has a chilled look. And what's even most eerie about is the fact that he looks like a younger version of Henry Cavill. <laughs> But man, he looks really good. Now, I don't know anything about his acting skills, so I can't talk on that. For Lewis Lane, on the other hand, oh my goodness, I am so excited. They casted Richard Brosnan, who was fantastical, absolutely fantastic in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my God, I love her so much. And I can see her as Lewis Lane already. She has, because, now not to see because she plays a character similar in Miss Maisel, but that confident, snarky, witty sensibilities, I can see her carrying it into Lewis Lane as the kind of um, driven, hardened, um, Pulitzer Prize winning um, journalist for the Daily Bugle, sorry, Daily Planet rather, I can see that working out for, for Rachel Burson, so I'm really excited about that. Let me know your thoughts are on this casting choice, um, a lot of other people had their own. Now, what others left is Joker. Now, personally, my whole cast for Joker, funny love would be Gustav, um, Gustav Skarsgård, who is the third brother in the Skarsgård family. Of course, Bill Skarsgård is going to play Pennywise, the clown in it. You know, he was also in John Wick Four. Was he Marquis? We asked. We have um, uh, Alex Skarsgård, who was in Northman. Was also in Tarzan, the Tarzan film. You have their father, Stellan Skarsgård, who was recently in Andor. He also played. Um, Dr. Selvig in uh, the MCU. Then you have Gustav who plays Floki in um, Vikings. I really want to see him. I think I could see him playing the role of Lex Luthor. But that's just my own casting choice. So let me what you guys think about the casting of um, both Superman and, Lu- and Lewis Lane. And um, are you excited for this movie, upcoming movie? I am morbidly ex- excited because James Gunn is director and writing it. So I look forward to it. So those are my thoughts. Let me know what you guys think. And as always, stay safe. Stay tuned. Man, I gotta rest. <laughs>